0: And we're back. Happy New Year, folks, and congratulations on making it out of 2020 in one piece. Here's hoping 2021 treats us with the kindness we all so richly deserve. As of today, Season 2 of Internarrative begins, and we're going to kick off by talking about the effects of capitalism upon storytelling. Now, why are we starting here? Well, that's because it's high time we start taking a look at some of the bigger sociocultural associations and implications of storytelling. We spent last season developing a great understanding of how to think about stories, the power they hold, and their mechanical communicative abilities. This season, however, we're going to focus more upon how stories manifestly affect us, how they shape not only our personal psyches but our sociocultural values and structures as well. So, today we're going to start this process by investigating how the socioeconomic model of capitalism shapes, determines, and frankly warps the stories we tell. My name is Kiwi Drummond. I use a she/her pronoun, and this. Internarrative. Let's rock. Where to begin? We'll start with this. If I didn't totally hammer at home last season, stories are one of, if not the, most important ways we, as human beings, absorb, process, and parse information. Stories can mold our dispositions, our bearings, and our very beliefs. They are how we make sense of the world. However, As I have said before, stories do not exist in a vacuum. They are not immutable and objective conveyors of information. Rather, they can be harnessed, exploited, and even weaponized to the advantage of those who know how to do it so as to communicate a narrative to their benefit. What I'm telling you here is this. The integrity of a given narrative is always open to question, as you can never be 100% certain that that story wasn't designed to make you believe a certain thing. Now, I get it. This sentiment may come across as sounding a little paranoid. I hate to say it, however, but it's not actually a totally unwarranted standpoint. There are Indubitably, some parties, groups, and entire institutions that shamelessly perpetrate this peculiar practice of narrative twisting, and capitalism is, without a doubt, one of the worst offenders. The effects capitalism has upon storytelling, both in terms of form and content, cannot be understated. Essentially, every story you've ever been told, assuming you're a Westerner, has in some way, shape, or form been affected, modified, or outrightly reconstituted by capitalism. Now, there are two reasons capitalism, as a socioeconomic model, is predisposed to do this. For profit, and for self-preservation. Let's look at each of these in turn, starting with profit. None of us are here for a comprehensive in-depth analysis of the workings of economic and political systems, so in the interest of time and sanity, I'll abbreviate. One of the prime concerns of capitalism is growth as a system. It prioritizes the bottom line above basically everything else, So, when you're trying to tell a story in such an environment, your stories are undoubtedly going to be affected by this reality. Consider, if you will, the video game industry, for video games are just another kind of story. Unfortunately, these stories and the people who tell them, namely video game developers, have been blighted by a thing called crunch. Now, for those of you who aren't plugged into the video game industry, allow me to define what that is. Crunch is a practice employed by a disturbingly large number of development studios, wherein the employees of that studio are made to work an inordinately large number of hours a week in order to ensure that a given game is shipped to the public on time. Some of the worst offenders have their developers pulling 100-hour work weeks, and for decades now, a great many of those who work on video games have reported unjustifiable levels of stress, chronic illness, and even complete breakdowns. All forcibly inflicted in the name of maximizing profit. If you're not certain what I'm getting at here, allow me to lay it out as explicitly as I can. Capitalism doesn't care about the quality of the story or the health of the storyteller. It cares about making money. Accordingly, it leads to situations where the story and all its facets are sacrificed for the sake of the bottom line. If you'll forgive me my soapbox, I don't care how good for business Crunch may be, it completely violates the sanctity of both story and storyteller. To a horrific degree, capitalism determines the quality of the stories we are able to tell on the wide scale, and it's an issue that inarguably extends beyond just the field of video games. Now then, the other reason for capitalism's warping of stories is that of self-preservation. Again, I'm not here to overly rag on the laissez-faire nightmare, so to speak, but I would be remiss in my duties if I failed to discuss the fact that capitalism, as a system, is inherently geared towards eliminating competitors and, really, any threat to continued growth. Such threats can include other socioeconomic models, yes, but they also extend to individuals and groups who theoretically pose a challenge to those who are currently positioned to benefit the most from capitalism. I'm sure you don't need me to tell you that those who benefit most from capitalism tend to be rich, white, male, heterosexual, etc. Capitalism is, to a significant degree, hugely responsible for the continued marginalization of traditionally maligned groups, e.g. people of color, women, LGBTQ folks, the disabled, and so on and so forth. By making certain that the stories that would depict these populations in more nuanced lights aren't told, or at the least are routinely repressed, Capitalism ensures that it can continue to profit off of these people's oppression. What I'm getting at here is this. The stories communicable under capitalism are curated and policed to the nth degree. The impact, in the words of Professor Suzatha Fernandez, has been to deflect our attention from structurally defined axes of oppression and to diffuse the oppositional politics of social movements. Certain stories are censored before they can even be written as the very structure through which they would be distributed, capitalism, is so inherently hostile to them. Thereby, at the expense of certain parties, capitalism stays on top. Now, in fairness, I can imagine that what I've been talking about here may be coming across as a little doomsayery. How can you believe any of the stories you've ever heard when the space in which they are incubated is so obviously biased against ethical construction and holistic truth? Those of you who have been listening since season one know what I'm going to say. You can't, to any satisfactory degree of certainty. It sucks, but it's where we are. You've got to practice critical thinking. You've got to interrogate every story, every piece of media you consume with an eye to understanding how it has been contextually warped, how capitalism has determined and, quite possibly, Compromised the shape of it. So there you have it. Stories are indisputably regulated and structured by the systems through which they're conceived, and capitalism is one of the most egregious perpetrators of weaponizing this phenomenon. In the next episode, we're going to go a step further in our quest to understand stories on the large scale and take a look at the reflexive relationship between humanity and technology. But for now, my name is Kiwi Drummond. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time. Bye for now.